Bobby Bones post-show pre-show. This is Skyler, who has a question from Morgan number two. Question from Morgan number two. Uh, recently just bought a home, and with that comes home insurance. My uh, sales agent reached out. Uh, I've been single for this whole 2020 after a long-term relationship, and I'm looking to get back into the dating world. I thought she was extremely cute, uh, but I did not want it to be weird by reaching out to her via social media, looking her up. What's the best way to reach out to this girl to let her know I'm interested? Because you had a similar situation happen to you. Yes, yeah. I did. It didn't really work out for me, though. So <laughs> not sure if I have the best advice in this situation. But I i mean, what I did was he gave me his insurance card and he had his phone number on it. So I just texted him and I said, hey, you came to my door. I thought you were really cute. I would love to get a drink sometime. You know, direct is always best. If you're going to go for it, go for it 100% and just go at it. It's It's less creepy than social media, I would say. But it's easier to take rejection when it's on social media. Yes. If I'm a dude, I'm like, hey, I find her account, just send her a message. Be like, hey, I looked you up, found your Instagram. You want to get, you want to hang out or whatever it is that way because it's easy to be rejected that way. Trust me, did, I was rejected my whole life. <laughs> and it's a lot easier that way. But he didn't ask me for advice. You would just tell him to. F- yes. Well, also because social media, you could find somebody that looks really similar to them with the same name. Might not be them. Then it no could be way. awkward. I'm telling no you, that way. happens. They have similar names. And if, if they're like private and all you can see is a little profile photo and you're like, ooh, request to follow so I can send a DM. And then you're like, ooh, that was not the right person. Sounds like this has happened to you before. <laughs> yes, it has. Because this is not just a scenario <laughs> that most people have lived through. I'm just saying, yes, it has happened to me before. And you could follow the wrong person. So, yeah, I would say directly text message. But you are right. But that, that person could be the, the person for you, too. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Never right. know. Uh, what happened to you recently? Some guy came up to you at the, like, like drove up to you with his car and asked you out. Yeah, I, I had left the grocery store and I ha- I was putting my groceries in my car and some dude had like, we had made eye contact in the grocery store, but I you know when you make awkward eye contact with somebody unintentionally, that's kind of what happened with this guy. So when I was putting my groceries in the car, he was in his car and drove by and stopped. I was like, hey, you want to go for a drink sometime? And I was like, uh, I don't know what's happening. And I was like. I have a boyfriend. <laughs> I just kind of ran away. Oh, so you didn't want, but you did. You weren't interested. No, in my eyes, he was not attractive to me. Doesn't mean he wasn't to other people. Just to me. Okay. So I just kind of, and it was kind of a little weird because I was like by my car and he was in his car and I was kind of like ambushed. So I was kind of like, I don't know what's happening. And then I, yeah, I lied. Dang, I, th- I thought that was a cool story at first. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like wow, this guy really took a shot. No, oh, he did. But he got yeah. rejected. Yeah, I feel bad. So what, he wasn't as bro and barrel chested as you normally like? <laughs> <laughs> no, he just, I don't, he was a little bit older for me. Yeah. Like, I mean, probably closer to 40 for me. And I was like, I'm not sure I'd, I want to go at that right now. I don't why know you well you, enough. Why would you continue to go after what you've been going after if that's been unsuccessful? Not just in this, yes. in, in life. This is a, because I have a friend who's like, I just want a, a guy who's going to, she and she should excite me a little bit. I'm like, well, that thing you're looking for, excitement, is also what breaks up your relationships because that exciting thing you think is like the the bad boy or the the oh you never know. That's the thing that you end up going. Oh, fundamentally, this is not going to work because of that. So, the same kind of question to you. You're not wrong. You're definitely right. And I'm I'm making a big effort to do better about that. But it's easier said than done. You know, you get attracted to the things that you're always naturally attracted to. So I'm trying to be better about consciously deciding 
that's not the path I want to go down. So even if he was, and he was kind of looked like a, a, you know, a D bag, I wouldn't have gone. I I would have been like, nah, I'm good. Hard pass. Because she likes the D bag look. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was just it was just the grocery store. Like just that scenario was kind of weird. Honestly, it was more than anything that I just felt kind of ambushed. I was like, well, where'd you come from? And I I kind of thought I could get kidnapped any moment. So I was oh like, ooh. I just said I had a boyfriend and said yeah. a full on rejection because I was like, are you gonna be mad? I said no. <laughs> All right, we're going to uh, wrap the post show. Let me mention there's a new podcast that is out today called Make It Up As We Go. It's a musical podcast, really unlike anything that I've ever heard or been a part of. I'm an executive producer, so is Miranda Lambert. We each play ourselves in it. Uh, be sure to check it out today. It's called Make It Up As We Go. It's got Billy Bob Thornton, Craig Robinson from The Office, Scarlett Burke. Um, again, Miranda plays herself and is an executive producer. There's music coming out on. that's being released along with it. Sony Nashville is putting it out, so it's a real big deal. I hope you like it. Make it up as we go if you're looking for a new podcast. Scripted podcast, but about you know women in country music. Um, just drama. Check it out. And thanks to our friends at Unilever, particularly Noor and the delicious Magnum Ice Cream for supporting this project and helping us get great stories out about women in country music. All right, let's get going with today's show. Here you go. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Bones. Transmitting. Drive. Welcome to Thursday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. No Amy here today. Let's grab a couple calls. First off, this is Cassie in Florida. Uh, Yesterday, by the way, just to set it up, someone called and said, hey, if you get married soon, will you invite your real dad? And I said, I don't think so. I don't know him. He was never really a part of my life. He's alive still. I know where he is, but I hadn't thought about that until the show. And so that was, I thought that was an interesting question, but Cassie's on to talk about that. Hey, Cassie. Hi, Bobby. Hi, studio. Hello. Not answering. I know. Can you hear me? <laughs> you got to say morning studio, then we all yell. Morning studio. Morning. So I just want to address you, Bobby, not inviting, you know, your real father to your potential wedding. I actually, uh, me and my fiance are not inviting his sister to our wedding, and our wedding is actually this Saturday. Wow. Due to, yes, due to possible drama. So we don't want anybody obviously tiptoeing around or having, or me or him having a stress about something to said or do. So completely get where you're coming from on, you know, having to not invite somebody due to that. Holy mackerel. Now, does he have a relationship with his sister? Sort of. I mean, it's his half sister, but I mean, they still have a relationship, but she's kind of caused some issues between us. So... Which one of you brought it up yeah. first that maybe you shouldn't invite her? I'm assuming him, but what happened with that? Um, I actually brought it up um, because something big happened a couple years back, um, actually after he proposed to me, and I just said I didn't want to deal with it. And so, is she going to be at the wedding? Oh, no, no. Is she going to be mad she's not at the wedding? Does she know yet? She knows. Um, supposedly she's upset, but she hasn't even reached out to him. So I don't know how exactly upset she is. Mm. That's some Jerry Springer stuff for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, right she's showing up. <laughs> I, I want to know the potential drama. Like, what what, what are they scared of? Uh, what are you... <laughs> yeah. What do you not want to happen at your wedding? I don't want her to kind of say something towards me or... She's never really been nice to me. Anything that she's ever said to me has very, been kind of disrespectful. Um, and I don't want that at my, you know, my happy day. I guess and he so. doesn't want it either because... If this is coronavirus situation, did you have to limit your guests and maybe you had to make her one of the final cuts? 
You can say so. Good. That's what I would say. <laughs> Good excuse. Like that, that, that's what I'm, I'm saying it like that. Yeah. Like you can go with that. Like, hey, yeah. we've had to kind of cut our guest list down to 500. And since it's. it's <laughs> we don't have that many people. No, I know. I'm just kidding. Well, Cassie, congratulations. I hope the wedding is awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing the story. Awesome. How long have you known this guy? Uh, we've been together five and a half years and we have a three and a half year old together. You feel like this is for sure the one? Like you love him and that's it? Oh, yeah. Yes, I don't. We don't want nobody else. I'm. He's stuck with me, and I'm stuck with him. Nice. Well, congratulations. Thank you for calling, and um, hope Thank the wedding you. goes fantastic. I hope she doesn't show up. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's in the back of my mind. <laughs> I bet it is. <laughs> a little bit. I do. All right. Bye, Cassie. See you later. Bye. Bye, studio. Bye. Uh, let's go to Deanna in Pittsburgh, who's calling the show right now. Deanna, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. So I found a receipt that my boyfriend actually bought an engagement ring and a band. Do I tell him ever? Not even just before, ever. You don't tell him before. And I think after five years, you can mention after. You don't tell him before. (laughs) The poor guy. I would, the only thing I could compare going into a, because you're trying to hide, if you're trying to buy an engagement ring, you don't want anyone to know. Yeah is buying condoms at the gas station when you're, like, a teenager. <laughs> you're like, oh, God, no, don't pay attention. You don't want anyone to see what's going on. So to to call, you can't. Man, that would hurt my heart if you spo- spilled the beans that you found it. So my advice would be don't, after five years, maybe three if the moment's right, but let the guy have his, I surprised her, it was amazing moment. Okay. Have you found the ring, though, and have you snooped for the oh, ring since you knew there was a receipt? So I picked it out. I already know what it looks like, and I really hope that my future mother-in-law is not listening because I know she listens to you guys. Um, but I have not snooped to find the ring because I'm pretty sure she has it. He knows I'm a snooper. He got drunk, and he left it out of the bag that he bought it. So I kind of already knew, and I snooped, and he got the right one. When I found the receipt, but I have not found the actual ring in the house. <laughs> I have idiot friends. I think he's smarter than that. <laughs> the guy friends that have gotten engaged and like, I'm going to hide it from my girl. She's never going to know I got the ring. But they are on each other's find my iPhone. Like, oh. where they. <laughs> and she goes, hey, yeah, I saw Sean. Apparently he's at a jewelry store right now. <laughs> and then she, she and th- this couple got engaged like a year ago. They've been married since. But she saw him on the app where you have, have your buddies. You can see where they are all yeah. the time. In the jewelry store. Like, that's the dumbest thing to try to hide it, but be linked up there. Yeah, and it's a little reckless. Man, all the guys out there that are thinking about it, like, you've got to be a little more careful with those receipts and the ring. Like, we've had a couple calls, you know, earlier last week or whatever saying that, yeah, we found, I found the ring. What do I do? Guys, hide that stuff. Well, here's the thing. If I, when it happens with me, you'll never know. You'll, 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 I'll have them build a whole ring shop secretly in the (laughs) bunker of, you know, I'll never be found out. No receipts? Of no, just there won't be around. a receipt. Okay. Yeah, and I'm going to kill everybody who sold me the ring, too. <laughs> no one is going to have a record. All You're right. going to threaten everyone. Let's get back. Let's do the show. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Dolly Parton. Hey, Dolly. Good morning. Well, good morning. How are you? I'm pretty good. It's always great to talk with you. How you been? Oh, you too. I've been doing good. How have you been doing? 
Uh, good. Trying to stay away from as many people as possible, but still trying to live a, a fulfilled Same life. Here. It's kind of hard to do in our business, ain't it? It is, yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm reading about you. You're doing all kinds of stuff right now. The yeah, Holly Dolly. I'm doing, it, I'm doing it safely and smartly. And that's what I was going to ask because the, the Holly Dolly Christmas, it, it's out now, the album, but it's you and Jimmy Fallon doing, you know, All I Want for Christmas is You. Did you guys do this in the same spot or did you record it separately? No, we recorded it separately. We did, you know, just like uh, all the other people. They did it from their little studios. Our engineers, you know, communicate with each other and their engineers. And so we did all of this whole album uh, pretty much, uh, you know, by all the technical stuff. But no, we couldn't all get, get together doing all that. But it's wonderful. I'll tell you, there's a lot to be said about technology these days, right? Where are you recording? Is there a studio near your house? Do you have one in your house, or, or do you? Well, just... I have both. Uh, I have a studio always in my office downtown, along with all. It's my publishing company, a studio, and all that. So I did a lot of my work there. Kent Wells, who uh, lives down the street from me, uh, you know, he has his own studio, and so we worked when we all worked mostly. Kent and I, he produced it, and uh, you know, got pulled a lot of that stuff together with the other artists well but it was just the engineer kent and me for the most part and then you know different musicians would put their parts on and uh so it just and the, when we had the background vocals they all had their own private booths and their own mask and their gloves and uh, you know all that so it was kind of funny we got a kick out of seeing how uh you know how we pulled all of it together but it sounds like we were all right there at the same time same with willie you know willie did his in austin of course in his studio and played his guitar, and uh, you know, so it was it was a an unusual way of doing it. But it sounds like uh, like we were all right there, like any other session. Did you have to do it in like June or July when it, and it's not Christmas at all, and you have to somehow make yourself feel holly and jolly? Yeah, actually, uh, I, every album that I've ever done, like when I worked with Kenny Rogers on our. Um, our Christmas album years ago, we decorated the whole studio, like Christmas trees and everything. We'd bring each other presents, little presents every day, wrap up, <laughs> and we'd turn the air conditioner down to real cold, and so to make it feel like Christmas, we had snow in the studio. But anyway, uh, same thing with this. I would wear my Christmas colors, red, white, or green, uh, you know, to the studio when I was when I was doing, you know, some of my vocals. So we're just trying to make it feel as Christmassy as we could but yeah you always have to do your christmas albums in in june july in order to get them prepped and ready for a fall release and marketing it's october now when will you start to decorate your house for christmas and you know how big do you do it oh i do big christmas christmas is my favorite but i do every season you know every holiday whether it's i'm i'm decorated now for halloween and fall at my houses but i we decorate uh, Christmas, the day after Thanksgiving, we take all the fall decorations out of all the houses, all the places that I have around, and we we put up start putting up all our Christmas decorations, and I leave them up till after my birthday, January nineteenth. <laughs> I celebrate Christmas from Thanksgiving until my birthday. <laughs> Dolly Parton's on with us right now. Her album, A Holly Dolly Christmas, is out now. You know, I'm on TikTok a lot, and a lot of kids are now being introduced to your music through, I saw the 9 to 5 challenge on TikTok. Have you seen that at all? And if not, I'll explain it to you. 
I've seen, yeah, well, you have to explain a lot of technical stuff to me, but yeah, I've seen it all. I've got, I've got a great crew that always, you know, keeps me aware and also keeps me very involved and, and all that. But yeah, I've got all these little nieces and nephews that love me that are all into all of that stuff. So they're, they're all excited that, that I'm, you know, all part of that whole thing. So that's all great. I don't know how I've lasted this long and why I'm still, why they act like I'm still important, but it makes me feel good. The nine to five challenges these kids and what they'll do, Eddie, is that they'll tumble out of bed and stumble into the kitchen. And it's, it's just like they're barely making it. They're falling out and stumbling. It's really funny. But again, you're seeing, you know, 12, 13, 15 year olds re- just introduced to Dolly again. It's amazing. I know. I have my little nieces are just that age, and you know they're always so excited, and they all love doing all that. But I'm just so touched with that. I think I've just been around so long. I've just brought it all back around. Like my fans, they had kids, and they introduced them. Now they're having kids, their grandkids. So, and with working with Miley on Hannah Montana, I think really opened up that that world of young kids to me at that time. And so I've just kind of rolled with it the whole time and then working with the imagination library with kids my name kind of is out there and kind of attached to you know to children which i love i just think it's great that i can still be here at this age and been around i think they all look at me kind of like an aunt like a family member you know that sort of thing you have a new netflix movie coming out christmas on the square and here's the the description for everybody Um, An embittered Scrooge of a woman plans to sell her small town, regardless of the consequences, to the people who live there. Now, you star as an angel. Are you playing a real angel or someone named Angel? (laughs) Well, my name is Angel, and I'm playing Angel. Now, I'm certainly no angel, but I'm playing one on TV, as they say. But I'm a feisty angel. I'm actually, uh, I've been sent to, uh, you know, to kind of show this woman the error of her ways and so it's really a fun thing i'm real gaudy and flashy but i'm a homeless woman at at one point as an angel so i've kind of come as different you know kind of things but there it's all fun and uplifting and i wrote all the music for it and so i'm acting in it and it's a it's a true musical and debbie allen uh choreographed and directed it and Christine Baranski, uh is playing the old Scrooge of a woman, but she did great. And we have uh, Treat Williams, who played you know, one of the male leads. So we've got a wonderful, wonderful cast. And uh, so we're very excited about it. But my, my angel part, she's very, very gaudy, glitzy, but she's got a good message, and she does it in a fun way. Dolly becomes the first country artist to, cha- uh, to chart a top 20 Billboard single seven consecutive decades. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and 2020s. What would you tell 16-year-old Dolly Parton right now? Oh, I'd just say, girl, you better buckle up. You're in for the ride of your life. It's going to have its ups and it's going to have its downs, and it's going to be mostly up. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, uh, before I let you go, I, I was going to ask if you saw the clip of the two teenagers who went viral after listening to Jolene for the very first time ever. Did you happen to see that? Because, I mean, it was massive all over the Internet. It was. That's another thing. All my nieces and nephews, they they follow me. They make sure they show me everything. They get so excited. But, yeah, they did show me that. And I was real impressed with that. That made me feel good because that was back, what, 40 years ago. That was the original Jolene that they were listening to. And that was now that they were hearing it. So that made me feel real good as a songwriter and, you know, as a as a singer. So that's uh, that's always such a 
you know, I take a lot of pride in it. It's humbling. I don't take it for granted, but it's I'm always just amazed at those kind of things. And I'm still around, and it seems to matter, and I hope to always be around. I hope to always matter. I always say that I'm as old as yesterday and as new tomorrow, as new as tomorrow, and I hope to keep that attitude. Final question. With Christmas coming up, and you have a Christmas album, or we're doing Christmas movies, do your friends and family still buy you Christmas gifts? I'm assuming so, but what in the world do they get somebody who has everything? to carry it in (laughs) so so seriously they buy me purses tote bags stuff like that and makeup uh you know costume jewelry i'm the easiest person to buy for because i'm not high class in any way i prefer like a lot of great costume jewelry bangles spangles big earrings gaudy stuff that don't cost a lot of money and i'm always getting you know i'm always carrying my stuff around you know in bags you know, the tote bags back and forth to my office, back and forth to the studio, back and forth to my houses. So I get a lot of uh, a lot of bags and jewelry, makeup. Well, Dolly, we love you. I hope everybody checks out a Holly Dolly Christmas, and then on Netflix, and uh, you're everywhere, and it's amazing. And you are the most universally beloved figure I've ever in my whole life. You are the most universally beloved person I've ever seen. It's crazy and awesome and. Aww. Yeah. Well, that makes me feel good. You know, we never did say what the name of that Netflix was. That mo- that Christmas musical is called Christmas on the Square. Uh, that's coming up on Netflix on the 22nd of November. Of November. But thank you for that compliment. I, you know, I've been around, like I said, I've been around so long. I guess people, hopefully they love me like a family member because that's how I feel. The whole world is my family, and I just try to love everybody and every individual personality. I just love the, you know, the God soul in everybody. So hopefully I'll be around a long time past this Christmas, if we make it through December, <laughs> I you know, agree. I in one of his songs, if we make it through December, maybe we'll be fine. I agree. Well, so, Dolly, I'll, thank you. Love you. And um, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. And by the way, I just want you to know how proud we all are of you doing all the things that you do. We love watching you. We love hearing you. And we just love you. I think you're, if you say I'm loved, I think you're equally as loved. No chance, but I appreciate the compliment, Dolly. (laughs) Have a good day, Dolly. Love you. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There she is, Dolly Parton. Always great to talk with her. This is how on top of it she is, right? Obviously, she is super smart and is just known to be a fantastic business person. I guess I forgot to mention the name of that movie. She didn't. She did let a you. whole rest of the interview, <laughs> and then goes, "Oh, by the way, yeah, you forgot not. to mention the name of that movie on Netflix." <laughs> Gotta respect that. She's so good. She's still grinding it. I didn't even ask about it because you know the story is she may go back on the cover of Playboy on her seventy fifth birthday. Oh, really? I didn't ask about it because I was like, you know, it's a Christmas interview, right? <laughs> We're talking about Holly Dolly Christmas. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, but just, just love her. I was reading this story about this guy who stole $1.3 million. And you're going, wow, that's brave to try to steal that money. But he stole it in printer toner, which I'm assuming that's the color you put in a printer to make the pages be colored. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the ink. Listen to this ink story. Cartridge. This is amazing. And, and not in a good way. <laughs> Fascinating. Just that there's that much money to be made in printer toner in one place. Yeah. A Texas library failed for some time to notice its printer was running out of toner super fast. A former employee of the Austin Public Library is accused of fraudulently buying $1.3 million worth of printer toner, which he allegedly stole and then resold online. Wow. Randall Whited was an accounting associate at the time. I guess they figured it out in an audit. 
quote, he took advantage of poor purchasing reviews by his supervisors. They got a tip about the allegations. They say that since 2007, you're talking about 13 years, 12, mm-hmm. 13 years, that he had been buying this toner and just taking it home and then selling it. <laughs> An auditor found surveillance video showing him, who showed up to work early, taking printer toner from his office to the parking garage where he had parked his car. In August last year, he was terminated over something else, but then they were like, let's check this out when they audited it. And they found that he would take it home and then sell it, and he made $1.3 million. That is substantial amount of, wow. of copy toner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know how, like, hackers, sometimes they get hired by the government after they're in trouble? They've served their, their time or whatever. Like, and then- they know how to do it bad, so they're there to stop other folks from doing it bad. Isn't this kind of smart of this guy? Like, shouldn't people be like, all right, after you serve your time for stealing all that money, come work for me. You sound like a good businessman. No, uh, no, no. No, he steals. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> he steals. And also, who would he, think toner? Like, who would think that would be a money-making thing? Well, somebody who was doing the accounting, obviously. <laughs> wow. I would never think toner was worth anything. I know sometimes when my printer's out of ink at the house, it just is out of ink for like four <laughs> months because I never remember to go get it. Yeah. And then sometimes I'll just print all in blue because I'm out of black completely. Mm-hmm. So everything is blue for a month. Well, see, I think most people do forget about their toner. Not this guy, though. He was on it early. And is there a black market for toner? Like, yeah, does Mike knows? D get on the dark web and there's some guy selling toner down there? I was amazed. Here's another story about money. An Oregon man who won $5.7 million from a lottery drawing said his ticket sat forgotten and unchecked in his wallet for over a month. That's an expensive wallet right there. Wow. Christopher Sargent told Oregon lottery officials that he and his wife bought tickets for the August 24th Mega Bucks drawing. He simply forgot about it. I just think in, in my wallet, sometimes I'll get stuff, and if it's a receipt or a paper, it disintegrates, basically. Yeah, you can't even read what's on there. So he gets the ticket, puts it in his wallet. He was like... Oh, man, I forgot all about this when he was going through his wallet. So he's like, oh, yeah, I take it to the clerk. He scanned it. He didn't even know that he won. He just had him scan the ticket because it was there. The clerk wasn't sure what I'd won, but he goes, hey, it looks like you need to go to Salem. He checked the numbers after he got home. It was a winning ticket, and he won the $5.7 million jackpot. <laughs> and right then, it's like, what do you do? What do you do? Where do you hide this money? Yeah. Where do you hide this ticket? Where do you want to make sure that nobody knows? Who do you tell? Isn't that wild? He and his wife visited a lottery headquarters in Salem to collect their prize money more than a month after the drawing. Wow. And you know the folks at the lottery were also hoping this guy never shows up. Yeah. Because then the money just gets given to the school. Sure. You don't or have to put give it back in, but I think some gets given to the school. I think it's mostly given to the schools. Yeah. And this dude is like, I just wasted a month of my life working still. Hey, man. <laughs> that's awesome. Bobby Bones. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30-second skinny. Jimmy Allen shared the demo version of three of his songs. Here's one of them called About You. Oh, the one mom's a raft around, yeah. There ain't never been a day I ain't in love with everything about you. Tim McGraw is receiving the Tom Hanks Caregiver Champion Award. He's being celebrated for his support of military and veteran caregivers. He will be honored on October 20th at an annual event. Brad Paisley shared on Ellen that he and his wife, Kimberly, have begun rescuing donkeys during the pandemic. The rescue donkeys are part of their farming operations at Brad's Nashville home. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. John Seidel decided he wanted to give back in a big way. 25 years ago, his aunt donated a kidney to his stepdad and gave his stepdad 25 more years to live. 
And so now he's older and he's like, I want to pass it on. So he said, you know what? I don't have anybody I'm going to donate to. Just a stranger. Wow. So some guy in Louisiana got his kidney. Ken Cook is getting and he's like, I'm just amazed. He wants to donate his kidney to a stranger. That's crazy. That's awesome. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Winter Haven, Florida. A 47-year-old woman walked into a jewelry store and was like, hey, I was out on the beach and I found this nice diamond ring. I was wondering how much money I could get for it. And the person takes it and they're like, man, this ring is in perfect condition and it looks like a ring that was... Stolen from our shop two months ago. Oh, no. The lady had stole it from the same shop. Wow. And waited two months and thought they wouldn't notice. Wow. Probably marked a spot in our calendar. Like, when I when I get to this point, I'm clear to go. They'll for sure forget. Go to a different shop. Go to a pawn shop. Don't steal. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm Lunchbox. That's your Bonehead Story of the Day. Now it's time for Elder versus Millennial, where if Morgan number two wins, she is the champion. Woo! It is nine to seven right now. I'm just not feeling good about this, man. <laughs> Eddie, you got to win. I know, dude. I just, like, I turn on the TV and I don't know who anyone is. Like, I feel my back hurts all the time. I just don't feel good about this. It's Eddie, the oldest on our show at age 41. 41. Versus Morgan, <laughs> number two, the youngest on our show, which is she's now 27. 27. Oh, you're getting older. Answering questions <laughs> about each other's generation. Morgan, number two, could win the championship today. Cued up is the song, We Are the Champions. <laughs> I'm you know. ready. You never want to hear that song oh. against you. Now let's introduce the players. You may know him as the dad of four. You may know him as the Hispanic who don't panic. He loves pizza for dinner, but sadly now his hair is thinner. Okay. Here he is, producer Eddie. <laughs> yeah. Sitting next to him, she runs our digital. She's on a winning streak. She just turned 27 last week. Or this week, I guess. Huh? This week, yeah. At five foot zero, she's everyone's millennial hero. Here she is, Morgan number two. <laughs> Here we go, Eddie. You'll get three questions about her generation. If you miss it, she can steal. Come on. Eddie, what early 2000s movie starring Kirsten Dunst is all about the world of cheerleading? Hmm. What early 2000s movie starring Kirsten Dunst is all about the world of cheerleading? They fight. They fight a lot. The cheers. Um, I don't know why. Yeah, right is in my head. That's not right. Yeah, right. That's dumb. Um, I'm gonna go with um, Valley High. Valley High. No, is- no, it's so dumb. Incorrect. <laughs> Morgan, oh, you can steal. That hurts my heart. This movie is iconic. It's Bring It On. Bring It On. See, that's the fight thing. I, I knew that was in my head. Eddie, what type of animal was Blue in the show Blue's Clues? Uh, was it a dog? A blue dog. A blue dog. Your answer? Blue dog. A dog is correct. Woo! Nice. Eddie. Come on. Which animal was the classic O-R-L-Y, like, oh, really, meme caption paired with? Hmm? O-R-L-Y, question mark, was like a meme. Oh, really? O-R-L-Y. What animal was on that meme? Oh, really? Yeah. Was it a cat? I feel like I'm I'm picturing a. You have to uh, stop asking me what yeah, you're is right, it. You just have right. to answer it. Yes, yes, yes. I'm just thinking a uh, one of those bald cats, like Doctor Evil. Incorrect. Okay. Morgan. I don't think I know this. It's um, a, oh, go ahead. You guess an animal. Kermit the Frog. Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> it's an owl. 
Oh, really? Oh. The now. Okay, so the score, Eddie won, Morgan won. Let's right, go over to good. Morgan's question. Hey, Morgan, Mike, Ben, and Carol Seaver were featured on which TV show? And here's the theme song. Don't waste another minute on your crying. Know that TV show, Morgan? Not even a little bit. Um, it's not, oh gosh. Saved by the bell. Incorrect. <laughs> Eddie, can you steal that? I don't know. I'm going to guess. I'm between two of them, but I'm going to. What gonna, are you between? Uh, family Ties and all, um, and uh, the one with the. Um, not all in the family. One of those. I'm going with Family Ties. Incorrect. Dang it. The answer was Growing Pains. So dumb. Yep, never watched that. Before he was a solo artist, Morgan number two, these are about Eddie's generation, George Michael was a member of what 80s duo? Here is a clip of their song, Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. Don't think I know the artist. I need to name the duo. You need to name the duo. They were a duo. You know? I really have no idea. JoJo. JoJo is incorrect. Eddie? Go, go, JoJo. That'd be funny. Wham. That's Wham, Bone. Wham is correct. There you go. All right. I need this one. Uh, The score is Eddie 2, Morgan number (laughs) 1. Morgan. Okay. What was the name of the town where the Flintstones live? I think it's Bedrock. Oh, I don't know. Is it Bedrock? Mm. Bedrock is in my head. Bedrock. Mm. Bedrock is correct. Woo! Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was hoping she'd change her mind. <laughs> I was thinking about it. So we have a tie? We have a tie. Come going, on, man. We're going to sudden death. Okay, you have three questions. Eddie, are you ready? Yes. Number one, Troy Bolton is a fictional character played by Zach Efron in what movie? Baywatch. Incorrect. That's high school musical. Ah. Eddie Jojo Siwa. S-I-W-A, JoJo S-I-W-A, is a dancer and singer who got famous on what online platform? YouTube. Correct. Okay. On Snapchat, when you send snaps back and forth with a friend for several consecutive days, it's known as what? Snap, you send each other snaps every, for consecutive days? It's called... Hook, snapping up. Incorrect, it's called a streak. You got one. Morgan, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Question number one. What was Indiana Jones' main weapon? A whip, a lasso. Those are two different things. Which one would you like to use? A lasso. Incorrect, it's a whip. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow. (laughs) Live long and prosper is a phrase used by a main character on what TV show? Live long. Mm. Star Trek? Correct. What? How did you get that? Okay. For the win, L.A. Gear were a popular what in the 1980s? L.A. Gear? Oh, my gosh. Is that like a brand? Shoes? Your answer? Shoes. The answer is shoes. She she is the champion. There she is. The big winner coming through with the clutch at the end. Wow. What would you like to say? I just want to say this is for all the millennials out there. We're really striving and living our best lives, wow. and this is to prove it. 
Wow, there she is. Your champion of Elder versus Millennial, Woo! Morgan number two. Wow. Eddie looks really sad. You're right. You never want to hear this song when it's never want to hear it. I'd like to recommend a podcast. It's called Too Much to Say with Kaylee Shore. On this episode, her and her two friends, Candy Carpenter and Jordan Jackson, discuss how the Enneagram has impacted their lives. People love that Enneagram. They do. Do you know what you are? Uh, like a nine, I think. I think is that a peacemaker? Oh, yeah. I'm an eight. But you're not. Morgan, do you know what you are? Yeah, I'm an eight and a two. Well, if you got to pick one, though. No, I'm 50% oh, of Oh, come on. <laughs> I swear I took, I took the full test. Well, they talk about this and how it's impacted their lives. And she also talks about, Kaylee does, how she found another use for her depression lamp. I have a happy light. Oh, I have a happy light, too. The light that you just shine in your face so you don't feel sad. You want to know the most seven thing? I got the anti-depression lamp, which is what she's referring to, a happy light. Seasonal and I use depression. it to take selfies. <laughs> <laughs> so listen to that podcast if you like. It's, she's funny. She's an artist. It's called Too Much to Say with Kaylee Shore. Sometimes when an artist comes in our studio, we joke how much it would cost for them to come play at our house, and they never really give us an answer, or they go, it's for you, man. I do it for free. Mm-hmm. So we never really have that. <laughs> so I've done some digging around, called a bunch of my friends, agent friends, okay. booking friends, and asked how much it would actually cost to hire these artists. Now, these are the most recent numbers I could find. And maybe you could get a better deal because of COVID at this point. Not <laughs> right. sure. But I've ranked them into different tiers. There are about um, six tiers or so. And we'll go with the lower tier first. Okay, the first range, this is for one event, for them to come play for an hour at one event. It's forty to $75,000. Okay. Wow. A lot of money. These are the three artists that for 40000 to 75000 will come to your house. Like, what What scale is that, you think? Who is that, Eddie? Uh, 40000 I mean, that would be a B. Like, they've got to have hits. Like? Like um, Randy Hauser, uh, you know, Lee Bryce. Dustin Lynch is in this okay. mix wow. here. Boats, Maddie and Tay. Okay. And the Oak Ridge Boys. Oh, wow. Hellfire. They're in that tier of forty to $75,000. Now, we go up a tier now. <laughs> okay. The hundred to hundred and fifty thousand dollar tier, oh, man. just to get them to come, them to, to play by themselves at your house. Dan and Shay. I bet you they're a little more expensive now, though. I would think so. But but last the last numbers I have, Cole Swindell. You should be standing with your arm around me. And Old Dominion. So if you got a hundred thousand bucks, you can get any of those three to come to your house. <laughs> Is it negotiable? Everything's negotiable. Nice. Are we talking full concert or like three songs? One hour. An hour. Oh. Yeah, a full set. We'll call it okay. a full set. Next up, around two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, you can get this little big town. Or our buddy Jake Owen. Oh, wow. There's some things about me that I can't change. I'll always be or Brett Eldridge. Then I'd be what you so if you had two hundred fifty thousand, which one of them would you hire? Um, I would probably do Little Big Town. <laughs> really? I feel like it's a better bang for my buck because I'm paying four people. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Next up, the half million dollar tier. It better be big stars. You got to pay him half a million dollars to come to your house to play. For Garth you, for, Brooks, come on. Here you go. Reba. 
Alan Jackson. Yeah. And Sam Hunt. You've got wow. What? And this is all based off of, just so you know, it's not just some number people make up. It's based off what people will pay normally. Like, if we sell this many tickets at this price, that makes this much money, so that artist makes this. And the more wow. tickets you sell, the higher your rate goes. The more tickets you sell at a higher r- price. So Sam Hunt sells like crazy. Yeah, it's amazing. Okay, there is there are two more tiers though. What? There are two more? Mm-hmm. That gets more expensive. Oh. Yeah, this is seven fifty to one million dollars. <laughs> Get out of here, Kenny Chesney. Luke Bryan. Sunrise, sunburn, sunset, repeat. And Miranda Lambert. You need to be like one of those Middle Eastern billionaire Princess. oil guys to. Jeez. Yeah. Finally, we have one more tier. Here's tier one. This is the. You, you got to have over a million dollars. And if you have to ask, you can't afford them. <laughs> <laughs> it's that tier. Oh, boy. All right, Eddie, who do you think's in this tier? Garth Brooks, for sure. Garth Brooks. Brooks and Dunn. Mm-mm. I don't know their price, but they're not in this tier. Tim McGraw. No. You're missing a big one here. Come I think on. Tim was probably in that last tier with Chesney. You're missing someone. If it's Garth, who's like Garth? Who's Shania? Who's equal to Garth? <laughs> George Strait. There you go. One more. It's a female. I got you. Go. Dolly. No. Younger. Younger? Uh-huh. Carrie Underwood. No. Young, uh, oh. No, Carrie's probably not as expensive as this person. As big a star as you can get right now. Marin Morris? No. <laughs> You're going backwards. I am. What do you think? Taylor Swift. It's Taylor. Oh, of course. <laughs> I put that out there, this whole list, because if you're looking for something to get someone for Christmas who has everything, uh-huh. you, can, you can have a concert with Maddie and Tay for only $50,000. Hey, Bones, how many of these private shows do you think they do, like a year? Not Privates, not many, but I'm talking about this is basically what it costs to char- to, for them to go play anywhere. Like if they're going to play... A- so if you're just asking them to come play your town, that's how much it's going to cost. Yeah, basically. It can be cheaper if, let's say, you got to show up. They're going to fly you there privately. They're going to... Uh, you're going you're gonna to play just acoustic without having to pay a band. But again, if you're going to go play an amphitheater, this is about what it would cost. Imagine waking up, going to work, and being like, ah, I'm going to make a million today. Let me go play a show. Yeah, wow. It's pretty good, imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Here's Amy's pile of stories. All right, filling in for Amy today is me. Coronavirus-themed Christmas ornaments have sold out online. They include ornaments like Santa wearing a mask, a Mm. bottle of hand sanitizer hanging from your tree. (laughs) That's funny. And a roll of toilet paper. Think back. I know it feels like it's been 10 years ago, but just a few months ago, we were going ape crap over not finding toilet paper. And there was no reason for it. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So... You can go. It's called Old World Christmas, the premier brand of Christmas ornaments. They have about 150 new designs each year. They're glass ornaments. They're very nice. But the ones that are all sold out this year are the coronavirus ones, especially the Santa in a mask. They're about 20 bucks. They don't know if they can make enough to keep up with the demand. That's some good memorabilia right there. 
They keep forever, too. Oh, Kids, forever. Back in 2020, this ornament was from. <laughs> and you couldn't find toilet paper? No. Nope. Petco ends the sale of electronic shock collars on dogs and calls on competitors to also, quote, stop the shock. Petco no longer selling these. The San Diego-based pet store chain announced this week that it ended the sales of the human and bark-activated shock collars in stores and online and launched a Stop the Shock campaign. Does that mean on this show we can't use it on humans again? Correct. Wow. That's exactly what I was thinking. I don't think – no, no, no. We haven't, we haven't been mm-hmm. tagged in anything from them, so I think we're still good with humans. <laughs> I have one. It's not a sh- shock collar for my dog, but it does wear a collar where it goes – It just, like, shakes – yeah, it vibrates the crap out of him. Out yeah, of the, that, that works, and it, it well, it gets his attention. Mm-hmm. Is there? There's not a stop the vibrate campaign, right? <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> That's not inhumane, right? For the vibrating collar. No, it doesn't hurt him. Okay, just making sure. Ladies, if you have a husband or boyfriend with a deep voice, you may need to keep an eye on him. According to a new study, they're most prone to do cheat, cheaty weedy. Yeah, oh, what's Scotty McCurry's wife's name? Well, look Could up, be. I look next to you on your right. Lunchbox. You're very low voice. Very low voice. Hey. Dang. <laughs> a new study found men with deep, sexy voices might be more likely to cheat. Well, no, he doesn't have a sexy voice. Possibly because, and I hate to say this with Lunchbox in the room, possibly because they have more testosterone. Boom. That's what I'm talking about. I've been trying to tell you guys. <laughs> That's I what mean, we should la- do on the test. Test all of our testosterone. <laughs> the ladies, they hear this. Oh. Like, dang. Why, you think you got low T? Bones, you'd probably lose, huh? What do you mean? Wow. Yeah, come on, come on. I would have more testosterone than you. You think? Yeah. For Dude, sure. Take the test. Take the test. <laughs> like, Eddie, you're, you're, like you're, you're, so, you're older and you're, you're... Oh, is that how it works? Well, it's I just part thought of I was more manly. You, no, you're definitely not more manly. Oh, come on, man. Physically, I dominate you. guy, handyman. No, 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 you may take a pliers to... But I would dominate I you physically. I my heater the other day, but I would beat the crap out of you. <laughs> I can bench press more than you. Yeah, no, that's I mean, true. Who would win a wrestling match right now? Uh, Bobby. Let's sure. do it. No, 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 no. You'll get me. <laughs> All right. Uh, finally, Jimmy Allen, the singer. By the way, here's a clip of Jimmy Allen. Here's his song, Best Shot. Because when you smile, I see the sun sink down on the coast out of California. And there's no Jimmy comes from very humble beginnings. Only had $21 and lived in a car when he first moved to Nashville. And we've talked about that on the show. But now he's paying it back in kindness by giving away the van that someone gave him when he needed help. Oh, that's cool. He tweeted, attention, if you know anyone who needs a vehicle, especially near Nashville, let me know. I have an older van. I'm going to give it away. It was given to me when I didn't have a vehicle. I'm looking to pass it on. So I thought that was pretty cool. That's really cool. There you go. And that is your pile of stories. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. After working for nearly three straight days, a California firefighter kept going to help save his girlfriend's family home from the glass fire. Grant Newman was just finishing a 60-hour shift, and they are fighting these things hard right now, battling blazes for the San Jose Fire Department when his girlfriend called him, panicking that flames were now approaching her parents' home. So he hopped in the truck, drove 90 minutes to see if he could help. As he arrived, he saw many homes nearby already on fire, but her family's house for then was still safe. He moved debris, cut down trees that were in danger of catching fire, did things not to put out fire, but to make sure the fire couldn't spread near them. And then the fire department locally arrived and lend a hand. There was some damage to the property, but the house survived because he got there early and stopped things around it from spreading to it. Isn't that crazy? These firefighters, man, they are risking it all right now. That's a great story. Shout out to all you firefighters, and that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. 
no Amy here today, so we're all going to do our own morning corny. Yeah. So there will not be an investigative corny because that's a group segment. All four of us are going to do one here. All right, hit me with that, Raymundo. The Morning Corny. Up first, producer Eddie. All right, this is for Hispanic Heritage Month. Why did the tortilla chips start dancing? Why did the tortilla chips start dancing? Because they put on the salsa. (laughs) Come on, Dancing with the Stars. (laughs) Okay. You don't like that? (laughs) That was the Morning Corny. All right, let's go over to Lunchbox. Lunchbox, yours. All right, I'm ready. The Morning Corny. How do you make holy water? How do you make holy water? You boil the hell out of it. (laughs) (laughs) That was the Morning Corny. I know a few priests that would like that one. (laughs) Let's go over to Raymundo with his corny joke of the morning. The Morning Corny. Yeah, what happens when a country song gets played backwards? What happens when a country song gets played backwards? Your wife gets back with you, your dog comes back to life, your car starts, you get your job back, and your life is great. (laughs) So dumb. (laughs) That was the morning corny. Okay, and finally. Come on, Bones. Let me close the show (laughs) with this one right here. The morning corny. Did you hear about the chameleon who couldn't change color? Did we hear about the chameleon that didn't change color? He had a reptile dysfunction. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all. That's good. There it is. No Amy today, but... There it is. You feel good. This voicemail was left for us last night by Stephanie. Hey, Bobby. Hey, studio. My husband, Brad, has his birthday on Thursday, and I was wondering if he could get a shout-out on the radio. He listens to y'all every day. For like the last thousand years. <laughs> Thank you. Y'all right. have a great day. Brad, ready for the ultimate shout out? Here we go. Brad, 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 no one to message, even though I have swipe right on people I'm interested in. Do I have to wait for a match to happen, or how do I know when I can send someone a message? Thanks for all the help. Love the show and everything you do. All right, what do you think? Yeah, you have to wait for someone to match you to officially message them first. But you do have to message them first. What's up with the blurry thing? Um, It's like past matches, so if you don't message them within 24 hours, they go away. So you have to do it within a day. So it means she's gotten matched with, but then she forgot to reach out to him. Mm. So she needs to pay attention a little closer. Yes, just actively be on it. All right, next up. Hello, show. I just wanted to tell you I have a bone to pick with Raymundo. So I just turned 21, and of course I was going to try White Claws because y'all hype up White Claws all the time. So I went out. I bought a whole variety pack case, and they are so bad. What the heck, Raymundo? Why do you hype those up so much? Ray? Uh, some people love them. Some don't. You got to go with the mango, though. If you haven't tried that one yet, please. Uh, don't. I mean, Please? T- sometimes the cherry will taste like medicine, but you can't go wrong when you go tropical, so go that route. <laughs> okay, there you go. Leave us a voicemail if you want. 877-77-BOBBY. 
So Raymundo decided to send five random DMs to country artists. What's the category, Raymundo? It is country artists that were on Dancing with the Stars. Okay, so who are the five artists that you sent a DM to? Lauren Elena. Maybe that's when life starts getting good. And? Uh, Kelly Pickler. Oh, you can watch me she won it, huh? Who won? Yeah, Kelly Pickler won Dancing with the Stars. Jana Kramer. I got the first kiss. She'll get the last. Your boy Chuck Wicks. She was oh, yeah, Chuck was on. Cinderella. With Juliana Huff. Really? Yeah. She was riding her first and ride. finally, I got Billy Ray Cyrus. Don't tell my heart. He was on. He was on. Remember, he talked about it. He goes, man, that wasn't very good. Just <laughs> don't okay. Right, I said an honorary fun one to you. Oh, yeah, and I was like, why are you texting me? Did you respond? Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> so, what, did you, what was the message you sent? I said, hey, are you there? And how many of the five responded? Not including you, one of the five. Oh, this is hard. Only one of the five people one responded. One of the five. So, who do you think responded? Lauren Elena? Jana Kramer? Chuck Wicks? Billy Ray Cyrus, Kelly Pickler. Ah, this is hard. This is a good because they're, they're all good people. Yes, and I I can see all of them. Me too. Maybe except Billy Ray responding. Yeah, but this even is, then, Billy Ray's on social media too. This is universally a good group of folks that yes. we know that are nice. Lunchbox, who do you think responded? Well, I've slid into her DMs before, and she responded right away. So I'm going with Jana Kramer. I think she's on top of social media. Eddie? I, I, too, think it's Janet Kramer. Like, she's the type of person that would see it and be like, oh, Ray, Ray, there he is. What do you want? Okay. Morgan? <laughs> Lauren Elena is a really good friend of the show, so part of me thinks it would be her. But Chuck Wicks, like, it being a dude and Ray being a dude, it's not creepy another girl. I'm going with Chuck Wicks. I'm going to go with Chuck Wicks, too. (laughs) I know Chuck. I like Chuck. I think if Chuck were to see it, he would for sure respond. Okay. We have two Jana Kramers and two Chuck Wicks. Interesting. Hey, Ray, are any of us right? Yes. Okay. Wow. We got it. Lunchbox, we got it. We got it. It has to be Jana. And the person's on the phone right now, I'm being told? Correct. Okay. I don't know who it is. (laughs) Can we just turn them up? Can Can we turn them up on the phone right now? Come on. They're taking them off hold. There On the phone is. right now, we don't know who it is. There she is. There she is. I don't, we don't know if it's her or him. <laughs> yeah. It's the only person to respond to Ray's DM of all the country stars that have been on Dancing with the Stars. Mystery celebrity, would you please identify yourself? Uh, Jana. Ah! <laughs> yeah! Woo! My girl. That's funny. You guys. Okay, so no joke. I'm like listening to the show. And... I was so confused. I'm like, why is he, why is he DMing me? I'm like, is he trying to like flirt with me in like the middle of the night? I was so like genuinely confused. That's well. Let me say this about Jana. Since Jana Kramer's on, her book is now a New York Times bestseller. Yeah. So look at that. Oh, thank you. And you're so sweet to send that sweet little gift. So thank you so much. Yeah. Congratulations. The good fight with her husband Mike is all about relationships, their personal struggles. What do you think most people are getting from this book when they're reaching out to you? You know, I feel like that they're they're not alone in their struggles, whether you know they're married or single or just going through whatever they're going through. Because I. 
I think everyone just portrays this, you know, perfect scenario on, on social media and it's just not that. So it's just, I think people are like, okay, I'm not alone. And you know, my, my feelings of this and then being able to relate to either Mike or I, I think people, you know, I've felt really, you know, comforted by that. Now, are you working on a second book? Because I know when you have a successful first book, they're like, let's go as fast as you can. Give us another one. What do you think? I mean, we're definitely talking about it right now, so we'll see. We gotta, we gotta get some more arguments under our belt, you know. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what's gonna happen now? <laughs> uh, Jana and her husband Mike have a podcast too called Wind Down with Jana and Mike, and they share advice and chat about everything from motherhood to relationships and beyond. And I tell you, man, your son is getting so big so fast. He's yeah. a cute little one, man. I can't even. He's like, he's. I mean, I love obviously my daughter. She's she's amazing. But my little son, man, he's talking and just he's so funny like he's my sweet little sensitive boy i'm obsessed and he's being so big he's gonna be two in a month and he's got a lot of hair i mean <laughs> he got a, a lot of hair there she is Jana kramer who i sent her a message and she was bowling in her house and i said you got a bowling I, I do not wait a minute a wait a minute i said you got a bowling alley in your house how rich are you and she it wasn't her house oh, but it was okay. somebody else's house even if you know somebody that's a bowling alley that's pretty rich I like people. I'm like, I'm so flattered that people actually think I have enough money to have a bowling alley in my house. <laughs> like, we've got plastic little ones that we did from Amazon. That's our bowling alley in our living room. <laughs> well, congratulations. It's, it's such a big deal to, to have a book do so well. I'm very proud of you and uh, good luck. Thanks, and thank Ray. you for responding to Ray. There she yeah. is, the nicest Woo! celebrity. <laughs> All right, Jana, talk to you soon. All right, love you guys. All right, bye bye. Is today her day? Do we make it Janet Kramer? You know day? what? Today, oh, she's oh, Mrs. Mrs. Country. Today, <laughs> Janet Kramer is Mrs. Country yeah, Music. Yeah, that's awesome. Come on. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. So two LAPD officers were on patrol when they got called out to a car that was surrounded by smoke. Well, they get there and there's a disabled man inside. It's all on body cam, so you can see it. Uh, there's a man inside, he's disabled, they get him out, and within seconds, the car just starts going in flames as soon as they get him out. So the man, thank goodness, is okay, but the wheelchair was completely destroyed, but it's okay. One of the officers that took him out supplied him with a new wheelchair. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, this car basically explodes yeah. as they're still carrying him away. Crazy, right? Wow. That's crazy. And good for the one saving him. That's the big one. Yep. That's part of his job, though. You know, to be fair. But to have that job. Sure, I get it. But secondly, to make sure he gets a wheelchair. Because you could just be done with it. Be yes. a hero, be done with it. That's awesome. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. In just a second, I'll get into the Morgan Wallen controversy part three today. Yeah. But just, I love Morgan Wallen. You're never going to hear me say a bad word about him. Well, not yet. <laughs> not <laughs> not, not yet. even today. I, I'm just saying, don't hold me to that forever. Because sometimes people screw up. Yeah. Me too. But I'm not going to talk bad about it in a second, but I'll tell you what happened, give you my thoughts on it. I do love that guy. Uh, before we get into that, there is a new podcast out today called Make It Up As We Go. It is the first of its kind musical podcast. You know me. I love podcasts. It's a scripted series, but it actually tells the story about uh, songwriting in Nashville and how it works. I'm an executive producer on it. I actually play myself, too, so not a huge stretch for <laughs> in the acting. Ch- when I did Nashville, the TV show, I think I did five different episodes, and three of them I played me, one of them I played random person, and one of them I played like a music agent. Yeah, you were doing an interview on one of them, right, too? Yeah, I, like was, I just never knew who I was playing. Yeah. So when I had to find myself, it was always me, <laughs> even if it wasn't. It was me. 
So, but check this out. It's called Make It Up As We Go. It's fantastic. The people in it, Billy Bob Thornton, Craig Robinson from The Office, cool. who played Daryl, who will be on tomorrow on yeah. the show, and creator Scarlett Burke. Um, I'm executive producer on it. Miranda Lambert's an executive producer on it. So check it all out. Make It Up As We Go. It premieres today wherever you listen to your podcast. And there's going to be music coming out with it. Nicole Gallion, who's a friend of mine who has written such monster songs like uh, Tequila. Yeah. She's also inside of this and writing songs for the, for it. It's There's not been a podcast like this. So if you love country music and you think songwriting is, is cool and it's scripted, so there's a little drama there, but it's based on real things, be sure to hit that up. It's called Make It Up As We Go. Um, I'll be, I haven't, I've only heard parts of it, but today I'm going to listen to the whole thing. So check it out. There you go. All right. Let's do the big story. Bobby's Big Story. Well, the last couple days I've been catching you guys up. At first, I was like, have you guys looked at TikTok today? And it was Morgan Wallen making out with those girls in Alabama. Yeah. And it wasn't a news story yet. It was just, he just kept popping up in my feed, not from his TikTok, but from the girls he was with. All that I can gather is he went to an Alabama football game. At the end of the game, he was messaging with some girls. By the way, nothing wrong with that. Goes and hangs out with them. It turns into partying with them. He's in an apartment or dorm with all of them or something, and there's like 20 of them and just him. They're at a bar. The whole thing, <laughs> I, all I said was, other than the COVID stuff, nothing wrong with it. He's, he's single. single. Yeah. They're in college. I mean, he's 27. I'm not sure. I just imagine they were all 21 or 22. I don't know. What? what? Who knows? Who knows? All good. They could be older. Who knows? Um, but I didn't have a problem with that because... Single guy's going to single guy. Sure. Well, he was pulled as the SNL musical guest, which is a massive deal. And I thought, are they mad at him for making out with a bunch of girls? I thought there's no- So I started to get defensive of my boy Morgan Wallen. <laughs> I was going to come on here today and tear him a new butthole. And I didn't because they pulled him because of the COVID stuff. Yeah. Which n- makes sense. Oh. Mm-hmm. So they saw the TikToks too. Who didn't? Yeah. <laughs> Even if you weren't on TikTok, you probably saw because people were saving them. I have more to say about that. But Morgan Wallen was booked as the musical guest uh, for Saturday Night Live this weekend. But it turns out he will not be taking the stage at Studio 8. He was pulled from the show after coming under fire for his behavior where he obviously wasn't following any COVID protocols. Mm. Here is a clip of Morgan Wallen saying he will take ownership for his behavior. My actions this past weekend were pretty short-sighted. I respect the show's decision because I know that I put them in jeopardy. And on a more personal note, I have some growing up to do. You know, I I think I've lost myself a little bit. I've tried to find joy in the wrong places, and I don't know, it's left me with less joy. So I'm going to go try to work on that. I'm going to take a step back from the spotlight for a little while and go work on myself. Good for you, man. If you feel like you have to do it, go for it. Don't Here's the thing. Don't get older if you don't have to. But <laughs> if you feel like it's time now, take that step. So what was the COVID protocol? Just making out with a bunch of chicks? Yeah. It be, yeah. I mean, mouth to mouth. Yeah. With, yeah. Mm-hmm. with yeah. numerous hotties. Uh, no new musical guest has been announced in Morgan Wallen's place. I, I think I did hear, too, that Lauren Michaels did tell him, like, hey, we'll try to reschedule at some point. Yes. Yeah, yeah right I read it was very it. encouraging. I like to encourage Morgan, too. No, he's probably not up. Unless yeah. he's changed his life and now he wakes up in the morning early, gets his fitness in. Already? Yeah. <laughs> One day later, his, his calisthenics are happening right now. Morgan, you got it, dude. You got to make a couple changes. Good for you. We'll sit here and wait for you. There's always room to grow. There's always room to make, make yourself better. And I hope that if you decide you need to do that, that you do that. I'm all here for it. Big fan. Big fan. That's the, that's the big story. Thank you. Bobby's Big Story. Bones. 
Allison in Virginia is on the phone, and I appreciate you calling, Allison. What do you want to say to me, Allison? Hey, you guys. Love you. Um, I just wanted to say I am so glad you brought up the whole um, Morgan Wallen thing. Coming from a female's perspective, I honestly did not think he did anything wrong. Um, You know, all those girls that are, there's so many people that are hating on him on Twitter, and I'm just thinking, well, you guys will definitely be at his show. If anything, you're jealous that you weren't hanging out with him. Um, Yeah, the whole COVID thing, that was, I mean, I don't know. Me, personally, I'm just over the whole COVID thing, but I just think what he did, he's just living his life and having a good time. Yeah, I think we'd all like to be over the COVID thing if science would let us. But but with, with Morgan Wallen, Listen, people are mad at him. Dude, if the dude's mad because they're hating, and people are like, he was taking advantage of those girls because he's famous. You don't think they were taking advantage of him? So they can go back to their friends and be like, I made out with Morgan Wallen. It's it's a mutual thing happening there. Mm-hmm. And nothing was illegal. Everything was, heck, it was all on camera. So I'm just not going to have people ripping that dude without someone coming to his defense. Yeah, the COVID stuff was stupid. Just hide it then. If you're going to break the rules, hide it. But you... And I would be like, girls, put your phones down. Want to be on your TikTok? Uh, yeah, that's, that stinks. But, uh, Allison, thank you for the call. I forgot to do this. Let's do the next big story. Bobby's other story. Patrick Mahomes, quarterback for the Chiefs, says he's sleeping in a completely different bedroom from his pregnant fiance due to COVID-19. Wow. Because the player from the Patriots, and we mentioned this yesterday, who got it. After Cam Newton, they didn't know until after the game. There's a video of him talking to Mahomes and hugging Mahomes after the game, and they're right face to face. And he's like, "Oh crap!" And you know, Mahomes is a fiance who's pregnant, so yeah. they're like, I "He's can't, being safe. Right? I can't get her sick, right?" Because you just don't know the the one percent of people that COVID is going to negatively affect, like mm-hmm. really negatively affect. So that Patrick Mahomes story is pretty crazy, and now people are waiting. You know, all of our fans right now in Missouri, Kansas, their butts are puckered like crazy <laughs> waiting for that Patrick Mahomes test to come back. Because if he's positive, you're going to miss two games. Ugh. All right, that's my next big story. I want to go over and talk to Rachel in Missouri just for a second. Hey, Rachel, I'm going to put you on hold through the break here. We're going to come back, but you have a situation that's happening at your house with your neighbors, right? Yeah. Okay, so she's going to come and she's going to hit us and ask us for some advice because apparently her neighbors are doing something that is driving her absolutely bonkers. <laughs> is that right so far? Yeah. Okay. We're going to come, good. and I think some people will be able to relate to this, but can you hang out three minutes, Rachel, until we come back? Yeah. Okay, there's Rachel. Where are you in Missouri? Uh, St. Louis, Missouri. All right, we'll be back with Rachel in a second. We'll do that. Also... Somebody had to return their $2.5 million engagement ring. Oh. Raymundo? <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I'll tell you who that is coming up, too. That's next. This is Rachel in Missouri. Rachel in St. Louis, thank you for calling. So tell everybody on the show what's happening in your life at your house. Okay, so um, me and my husband both work nights, and uh, I'm a nurse, and he er, – and so the neighbors, they have a dog, and it barks all day when we're sleeping. And they're great neighbors, but um, the dog, we can hear it right through our window, and it makes it hard to sleep during the day. So I was calling you guys um, for advice of how I should handle it. Should I, I don't know, talk to her and see if if she can do something about it or if... If we should just let it go. 
Do you have a you have a relationship with them where you would talk to them? It would be no issue. Um, a little bit. Uh, like we know each other's names and stuff, but okay, so you're not buddies oh. though. No. Okay, I don't even know my neighbors. I asked that for that reason <laughs> because I think that, that factors in. First of all, if it's daytime and a dog is barking, it's kind of it, there's really not a lot you can say. If it yeah. was if it's late right. at night and a dog's barking, you go, "Hey, the dog's barking at night," and they probably do something. In the daytime, though, that's when dogs are supposed to bark. Um, <laughs> but but that doesn't mean they can't fix anything because it, if they're generally good neighbors, I would bet they're generally good people. And I think if you if you don't feel comfortable talking with them, if you send them a text or send them a note, be like, hey, I hope you guys are good. You can even put a little, little, little you know, a little, little gift, a little brownie. Oh, okay. Little, oh, okay. You know, Basket of muffins. Yeah, yeah. And be like, hey, we're so sorry to be an inconvenience. Obviously, you know, we're working and you go, you know, it's a pandemic and we're nurses. Oh. You got to use that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And so we're... Sh- the, your dog is barking a lot at night in the daytime. Is there anything that you could do to move him to a different room or make sure he doesn't bark as much? I think that's the the, the plan of attack there. Because you can't say shut your dog up. You, you really can't. It's Ugh. noon. Yeah. So you have a conversation with them and you say, hey, we're trying to cure COVID. If there's any way that you could have your dog uh, move a bit and not bark as much, we'd really appreciate that. If not, we get it and we understand. I think to not be pushy is the way to actually push it through the best. Mm. What do you think about that, Rachel? I think that's a good idea, probably. And then if it— Make some cookies or something. <laughs> it's just whenever you go to someone with a push, you kind of need to also have a little sprinkle. Oh, okay. You, know, you don't just want to push somebody. You want to be sure to give them a little sprinkle, too, so the push doesn't feel as bad. It's like when you have to tell somebody bad news, if you can say, actually say something good as well to counter it a bit, it doesn't do the full job of making it even, but it helps. You know, if I'm going to pull you in, Eddie, for a meeting and be like, hey, man, your job's really stinking. First, I'm going to go, hey, man, that mustache is rocking today. Yeah. And then I'll feel good about yeah, that. Yeah, and you'll be like, wow, then you're up above and right. I'm going to knock you down. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll forget about the bad stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, I know I suck, but my mustache rocks, huh? I'll be like, yeah, man. So I had a perspective of the neighbor. Uh, because back like 10 years ago when I had a dog in the backyard, uh, he would bark all the time. My neighbor would just call the cops and literally I could do nothing about stopping the dog from barking, but I'd get the co- the cops over all the time because of it. And then I'd ask the neighbor, I'm like, Hey, are you calling the cops? And he's like, no, I'm not calling the cops. He's the only one. Like I knew all the other neighbors and they're like, dude, we would never do that. So I don't know. You really can't shut a dog up in the daytime, in the daytime. At night, that's probably a different issue because more people will be upset about it. You're right. Um, I'm st- I'm sticking to it. I like my story. I like uh, I like my, my perspective here. All right, Rachel. Good luck. Update us if you ever uh, send them a note or you walk over and say hi. I, I think most people generally love to help out. We were shoot for example, we were shooting something at my house for iHeart Country Festival, like a trivia game. Kelsey Ballerini and I did. So she came over to the house. We're shooting it, but this neighbor was mowing. Yeah, it was loud in the audio. All you could hear is, mm. and I was like, man, I don't want to go ask my neighbor to stop mowing. It's the daytime. That's when you do mow. Yeah. And so the guy that was working with us goes, hey, I'll just go have a little talk with him. It's not a big deal. Walks over and goes, hey, we're shooting something over here. Would you care? He goes, oh, no, no problem at all. I'll just hop over here. And But oh, he was a good guy. Yeah, he was just, just talked like, about it. He was like, no problem. So you never know what people will do. It's just like in, in, in life, in business. You know, if you tell people your goals, they can help you get them. If you tell her the problem, maybe they can... You can keep that dog a little quieter. All right, Rachel, have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. You guys, too. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Call us if you want, 877-77-BOBBY. 
There's a story about the $2.5 million engagement ring. Do you want it? Yeah. Do you know who it is? <laughs> no. They had to return a $2.5 million engagement ring. And, and do you get the same price? Like, no, when you bring it back, it's devalued. It's got to be like a car, dude. As soon as it gets off the lot. I don't think that's true. No? Yeah. I don't. I don't. Because I work with jewelry places, and they're like, hey, if you have a ring, you buy a diamond. You come back in a year, we'll give you that plus a percentage. Oh, okay. So maybe it's opposite. Well, I don't know if you buy it and it goes up immediately. <laughs> but uh, uh, Demi Lovato returned her diamond engagement ring, valued between $2.5 million and $3 million. Whoa. Who, who gave that to her? That Max guy she was with. I don't even know how you have that. He nice has that guy much did, money? No, there's no way. She bought it. I don't know if she, I don't know what happened. Maybe he took out a loan. That's a big loan. Yeah. Wow. I'm just speculating here because he didn't have that kind of money. But if you, if you meet and marry someone that has that much money and you don't have that much money, what, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. Credit card it. But well, you have a credit card with that kind of million. limit. Mm-hmm. Your discover don't have that, Eddie. <laughs> it doesn't. No, definitely not. The celeb blog Crazy Days and Nights reports that Demi's next step will be to file a restraining order against him, too. Oh, my. Whoa. Mac initially complained Demi never officially broke up. Giving back the ring ought to send Max a clear message he can understand. Gee, you know who else is having the, uh, you know, do the, um, what's that, the order call when you can't be around someone? The, yeah, restraining the restraining order. order. Is the, the people from The Bachelor. The yeah. Colton. Colton. That thing continues to move forward. That's embarrassing. If you public, if you're a public figure and someone has to get a restraining order on you because of a relationship, that's embarrassing. Bad luck. Uh, so, uh, good luck to her. I guess, right? Is that like her second engagement? Was she the one that was engaged to Pete Davidson? No. Oh. <laughs> Ariana Grande. Ah, they're the same person to me. Not to me. The two that are the same to me are Demi and Selena Gomez. Okay. Ariana Grande is her own person to me, but Demi Lovato and Selena Gomez are the same person to me. I, their, and their music plays, they sound the same to me. Who's the girl with the one name? Not, mm, Madonna. No, no, no forget Cher. it. Cher. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pink. No. <laughs> Demi Lovato and... Uh, Shakira. No, she's like current. Beyonce. Baldi or... Halsey. Halsey. Baldi? Halsey. Halsey and Demi Lovato are the same people to me. What if you're a... Baldy. <laughs> Here she is, guys. With her new hit. Our new artist. You're going to love her. Baldy. <laughs> Nathan in Iowa, you are on the Bobby Bones Show. What's up, man? Hi. Um, my girlfriend actually got me listening to the show when we first started dating, and this week is our one-year anniversary. So I wanted to give her a shout-out. Happy anniversary, Hannah. Oh, nice. What do you guys do together that, that you guys kind of bond over? Uh, well, we just got a puppy, so that's taking up most of our time right now. Ooh, man, puppies oh. are a lot. They are mm-hmm. they're cute as can be. However, they are a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the money you have to pay to make sure the dog stays healthy and you you, know, you have to buy a little crate at first to crate train it. You have to buy all the dog bowls. But it, it, you're also going to have casualties in your house of <laughs> furniture, pieces yeah. of furniture. Because they like to chew. Just random things are going to pee on and ruin. Yeah. My dog came into the, the bedroom the other morning. Cause I have, we have this like cow skin rug Yes. that Caitlin ordered online. And my dog is it's the healthiest he's ever been. He's, he was a sick dog for the entire first year of his life. He's, he's really nailing it now. But he comes in and he's well-trained in the bathroom. He just goes, looks at me and just pees right in front of me. And he looks at you while he's doing it. 
And so I go, yeah. And I'm like, do you feel bad? <laughs> Did I not let you out in time in the morning? I don't know. But that hasn't happened with him in a long time. Then I'm just worried he's sick again because yeah. he's been sick for so long. But I tell you, once you get that dog trained up, nothing like it. Like I'm in a good place with my dog now where I just enjoy him. Except for when he jumps on people coming over to the house because he still is a little jumpy. He likes to, for people to play with him. He thinks he's a puppy because he's a bulldog. And he will hit dudes right in their junk with his head. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. right, right in it. How, and how heavy is he? 65 pounds. 65 pounds and away, right in your... Right in it. And he's also like three inches tall. He's like a big old <laughs> chunk. So, all right, Nathan, well, I appreciate that. Do um, you play video games with your girl? Yeah. What, what games? Uh, we're very similar. Oh, sorry. No, what games do you guys play? Um, well, she usually plays The Sims, and I play some online competitive games okay. that she tried to get into. I appreciate her trying to get into it, but it can get very complicated. Well, I hope you have a happy anniversary, and thank you for calling, and tell her we say hello. Thank you. All right, see you later, man. Caitlin doesn't play games. She won't play video mm-hmm. games anymore. However, I played one game of NBA 2K last night. Did you? Yeah, and she'll just come and chill. Like, she was working. She, was, you know, she does software. Her job is software for oil and gas, and she'll sit in there and work while I'm playing just to kind of be around. Does she ever watch one of your games and, like, encourage Sometimes you? Sometimes I try to impress her, though. Like, yeah. I'll nail a three, yeah. and I'll look back like, did you see that? And she's like, what are you? <laughs> she's like, it's, it's a video game. game. <laughs> One yeah. time though, I got embarrassed because I was playing where I'm playing with other people, and my microphone is external. I just talked through a little camera on my TV, uh-huh. so it comes over the screen. And I was playing, and it was a bunch of people from all over the country, and I was playing by myself. I didn't know anybody else, but I wasn't playing very well. And this guy kept calling me garbage. He goes, "Bobby, you're garbage." And she was there, and I was so embarrassed. And I was like, oh, "I'm just playing. Don't worry." About it. This is my friend Chuck. And sometimes he just and he was like, "You're the worst player ever at this game. Never turn it back on." And he wouldn't stop, and I couldn't get him to shut up. I was a little bit humiliated. Yeah. Yeah, people are mean on there, man. Well, it was just she was there. I know. Listen, I suck all the time. <laughs> they don't have to call you garbage. I though. know. He they was like, love you. He was like, you word. should never boot the game back up. You're a clown, bro. You're a clown. <laughs> I was like, people. I just turned my, I just started my character. <laughs> and my girlfriend's right next yeah, to me. Yeah, dude, chill. <laughs> <sighs> all right, let's see here. Uh, Luke in Arkansas. Luke, what's going on, man? Hey, Bobby, how you doing this morning? Pretty good. Appreciate you calling. What do you want to say? Oh, well, you know, love the show. Listen to it every morning on my way to work. Tell me something good with everything going on in the world right now. It's fun to hear. Appreciate that, man. Hey, I want to, let's try this. I'm glad you're on the phone right now. I like you. Let's give, let's give old Luke a chance to win a prize here. Do you have a few minutes to hang out, Luke? Sure do, Bobby. All right. So we teamed up with Audible to give a caller, which is going to be our buddy Luke in Arkansas here, a chance to win a free $500 Amazon gift card. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh-oh. An Echo device and a one-year Audible membership. We're going to play Guess the Narrator. You're going to listen to a clip from an Audible title from a musician that we love and see if you can guess who it is. Oh, cool. Oh. And so what's going to happen, Luke, is I'm going to let you hear it. And if you don't know it, you can go to a lifeline in the studio, which is Lunchbox or Eddie or Morgan number two, okay? Okay. Could you use a $500 Amazon card, though? Oh, my wife would buy some more cricket stuff with it. Sure. Cricket stuff or <laughs> cricket. cooking stuff? I thought he said cricket. Cricket. She makes T-shirts and de- decals and stuff like that. She'd buy a heat press. I don't know. With crickets on it? No, no. The cricket is the brand. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Hey, listen. I don't know. (laughs) know For me, I used to work at a marina. We used to have to put crickets in a canister. I used to have to go collect crickets. (laughs) And I was like, cricket stuff, huh? 
People fishing? You never know. All right. We have uh, three of these. Up number one. I'm going to say this. Since 1993, she's received over 30 Grammy nominations. Okay, this is narrator number one. Here we go. Play the clip, please. Sitting down for me at the piano is, you know, it can be cathartic, but it's not going to heal everything. Okay, that's tough. Whoa. Oh, man. Luke, your hint, your first hint since 1993. Never heard it. Can you not hear it through the phone? No, I never heard it through the phone. Can you hear that music? Turn turn the music up there, Ray. Can you hear this, Luke? Do you hear music? No, don't hear anything. Mm. Well, you're not even on the air. Now I hear it. Wait, oh, now you do. We push a button? Okay, let's try it again. Here we go. Play it again. Sitting down for me at the piano is, you know, it can be cathartic, but it's not going to heal everything. I'm going to give you one more hint. She was a backup singer for Michael Jackson. 30 Grammy nominations. She was a backup singer for Michael Jackson. Who who do you think that is? He's a lifeline. Okay. Eddie. Eddie, yeah. you got this, don't good you? Good call, good call. I got it for him. Who? Cheryl Crow. That is Cheryl Crow. That's right. Are you good? You only need one more. Only one more. Nice job. Okay. Here we go. Number two. In 2011, this next artist that you're going to hear became the first country act to debut at number one on the Billboard 200 with their first studio album. So 2011, first album. The first country act to debut at number one with that album. A little, little confusing here, but here's the clip. There's something magical about walking around Augusta National, a course that so many greats in golf have played. It gives you a greater appreciation for the difficulty of the game and the beauty of the sport. Like so many things, you can't fully understand and appreciate something until you journey through it with your own two feet. All right, Luke, what do you think about that? Oh, man, that's tough. Mm-hmm. I'll give you another hint. Is a North Carolina okay. native? North Carolina. Oh boy. Hmm. Dang, I do not know. <laughs> you can hit a lifeline. I don't know. You, you got cricket on the All line right, here. I'm what do you get? I'm gonna go back to Eddie. Eddie, Eddie <laughs> Jeez. I got him, Eddie. I got him. That's Scotty McCreary. That's correct. That is Scotty McCreary. This is it. This is now. There you go, man. Congratulations. Awesome. You just got a free 500 Amazon gift card. Holy cow, that's awesome. We all know Audible has the world's largest selection of audiobooks, and every month you can choose anyone you want to keep forever, but now members are getting a lot more with thousands of included audiobooks, podcasts, originals, fitness programs, and more. You can listen to all you want, no limits. It's a great new benefit member to be member benefit thank you and everybody listening right now it's a great time to join audible if you're an amazon prime member for a limited time prime members now get 50 dollars off their first year of an audible premium plus annual membership get started at audible.com slash bobby bones audible.com slash bobby bones there you go luke how do you feel uh, phenomenal and hey quick shout out to my two-year-old today john ross he turns two today so Super excited about that. Why don't you break him off a little bit of that for a birthday present instead of just getting the cricket? <laughs> we could. Yeah. So I live about 15 minutes from one of your friends, Justin Moore. Oh, you live near Poen? Oh, I guess he didn't live there anymore. He's from uh, Poen. Yeah. But now he lives Central Arkansas. Yeah, he's from Poen. Yeah. Yeah, he's well, that's where I'm from is Central Arkansas. His wife actually has a boutique in my hometown. Oh, where do you live? What town? 
Uh, Benton, about 30 minutes south uh, west of Little Rock. Yeah, you know, you know Chuck Wilson? No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> I know Benton. Benton. I know Benton well. All right, hey, uh, stay on the phone there, Luke. I'm going to get you this prize. Appreciate you listening. Thank you, Bobby. Have a great day. All right. Eddie, if you were to have won, how would you feel? I feel good. Oh, I feel so good. Uh. Uh. Thank you very much. This is a voicemail from Donna in Northport, Alabama. I just wanted to comment about best and worst you guys did the other morning. My best feeling is brand new, thick, white socks. I don't know why, but it's the most comfortable feeling. And the worst feeling ever is wet socks. I do not like my feet being wet when I have socks on. Sounds like she's just dedicated to socks. Because mine were both time-related. My best feeling is when I get to go to bed without setting an alarm and I just sleep until I want. Mm-hmm. My worst was being late for something. So as much as I'm consumed with time, she is consumed with socks. Yes, and she's also confused about the game. She thinks the feeling, too, of Oh, physically. Yeah. yeah, it's like best feeling. <laughs> go back and listen to yesterday's podcast. You can hear that whole segment. All right, you guys have a good day, and we will see you tomorrow. Don't forget on the show tomorrow, Brothers Osborne. They're in with their dad, and they're going to reunite their old family band. All right, see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Hey! Bobby Bones.